From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast, the first, actually, of the early 2023 season. Uh, this one powered by, of course, MTM Case Guard. Uh, check those guys out, www.mtmcase-guard.com. If you've been a firearm owner for any length of time, you probably already have their products. You probably already use their products when it comes to injection molding plastics or injection molded plastics, I guess we should say. Uh, they've been the leader in that sphere for a very, very long time. Um, might actually be... Uh, a discount code coming soon. This is the first episode of the new season. So got to work out some uh, glitches and kinks and things like that. So just be aware that that's going on. Uh, going to have a uh, conversation today uh, with the guys from Outstanders. And uh, we'll get to them here in a minute. You may have seen the shorts video that was out there on the channel. Got a lot of traffic. Got a lot of comments on that. Uh, with what I think was the coolest non-firearm-related product of SHOT Show, hands down, bar none, uh, with a battery power bank, cell phone charger, whatever you want to call those things, uh, that looks like an AR magazine. So really freaking awesome. I'm told that the tech in it is awesome. I do have my hands on one I've been playing with the last few days, but uh, we're going to learn all about that and more uh, here in just a second. Real quick, uh, shout out, as always, to the YouTube channel members, the Patreon patrons, those that super chat, super thanks, and shop, clovertack.com slash shop. And also, I want to mention that we are proud members of POMA, the Professional Outdoor Media Association. Yes, that's a mouthful, as well as Firearms Radio Network. I don't think I forgot anything except for the date. I did miss the date. It was the day after um, Valentine's Day, February 15th. 2023 i always like to throw that out there first thing and i missed it but hey first episode of the season it's gonna happen let's get uh let's get the boys in on the stream uh jerry and gerald that's not gonna be confusing at all guys but uh welcome to the show it's it's good to have you on thank you chris nice to be here appreciate it so i want to uh i want to give you a a few minutes here right at the top of the show uh to get people just to know you guys, uh, a little bit about you, a little bit about your background. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, your position with the company and how that came about, I know uh, uh, Gerald being the uh, the founder, that's going to be a little different story, I'm sure, than than Jerry. Uh, whichever of you wants to, to take the ball and run with that first, uh, take it away. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Nice to nice to be here. It's nice to meet you. I'm uh, calling in from Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia. That's where we're based. Uh, here on the East Coast. Um, I uh, spent a long time in the federal government, about 30 years in the U.S. government, retired about four years ago, and uh, was planning this company for, for a couple of years. So this company launched about uh, about a year and a half ago. So it's a brand new company. Our products are brand new, uh, unlike anything on the, uh, on the planet. So we'll talk about those hobbies. That's why we're here. Uh, but yeah, that's my background. Um, you know, I live here in Virginia with my family, wife and kids and, uh, Jared, um, we met of all places in Hong Kong a couple, well, uh, back in the day. And, uh, 
I'll let him introduce himself. But uh, we decided we were going to start this company and, and try to make this thing happen. Well, that's kind of crazy. Uh, meet a, a, another American boy in Hong Kong. But at, uh, the way it happens, I guess, sometimes, Gerald, right? Or uh, Jared, sorry. I told you I was going to get mixed up. <laughs> it's all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you having us on. Um, so my story is I just retired from the Marine Corps. Um, I, I signed up, uh, shortly after 9-11, about a month after 9-11, walked into a recruiter's office, um, signed up, spent the last 20 plus years in the Marine Corps doing, um, a whole myriad of things in there. Um, one of which had me actually stationed at the embassy in Hong Kong, where I eventually met Jerry. We did some stuff together. Um, and then, you know, I, as in the military, you move on. Right. so many times go to the next place uh but kept in contact with him and as he retired and um as he got close to starting this company you know just kind of things lined up right where i ended up uh retiring right around the same time and he brought me on board and, and we've been kind of pushing um real hard to kind of get this thing going and meeting a lot of challenges along the way uh that's for sure definitely doing a lot of learning along the way uh as we we push the products out there um and it, it you know my first time outside of, of the government uh, running, helping run a small business, you're definitely picking up a lot of uh, knowledge every step of the way. Just I'm, I'm absorbing it all and helping out wherever I can. Um, and, I, and we're doing quite well for, for being around for such a short period of time. Right. Um, well, I think I echo, you know, the audience out there when I say first, first, thanks for the, thanks for your service. Uh, appreciate certainly, it. certainly do appreciate that. Um, and yeah, that transition uh, from what I hear from from other veterans can can be difficult from moving from one type of life to the other. Seems like that you uh, you found something that you're both passionate about in this business. Um, I want to speak to the viewers that are live out there. If you're live and you have questions for Jerry or Gerald and or Gerald, throw them out there in the chat and uh, I will flag those. We may not get to them immediately because uh, I don't want to disrupt the flow of conversation if they're talking about a specific thing, but we will get to the uh, questions. The first one that I kind of want to lead off with is you were talking about getting together there in Hong Kong, and and um, did did the business idea come first, or did that that, I, that idea revolve from a product that you've seen or you was thinking about? How did the initial start of everything go? Yeah, the, the product's... The products came later. Um, so we had talked, you know, years ago about maybe, hey, let's get together and do something. We have, you know, I think compatible personalities. And uh -huh. um, yeah, so the ideas came later. But uh, honestly, I can't remember where this idea came from. We just, <laughs> we, right. you know, we, uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, we found very useful. Um, what we try to do are, is to fill gaps. Uh, and uh, Jerry can talk about this, but, you know, we're both, we both love the outdoors. We both love, you know, being out in the woods, hunting, just doing stuff. And this was a gap. And, uh, and I remember like, you know, 20 years ago, you know, you know, Jared signed up with the Marines right after 9-11. I remember, uh, you know, I was out in Central Asia right after, uh, you know, 9-11, just doing some weird crap. And, um, and I remember sitting, and it's a strange story, but a true story. I remember sitting on a mountain. <laughs> With a couple of guys literally like on the edge of the planet you know no one around and we uh were using iridiums back then you know you know the the, mm -hmm. the sat phones and i remember we got kind of got stuck there a little longer than we thought we would and we we're just watching the battery power go down and down and down and down and i remember thinking man this is going to be a bad week if we don't have battery power 
And uh, so something just sort of registered my mind back then, like there's got to be a solution out there, <clears throat> something like this. And it's always sort of stuck with me. And this whole thing evolved when Jerry, we just came up with these ideas of putting together a very rugged, what I call external carry, a power bank, something that, you know, you can drop, you can step on, you can drop in the water, you can drop out of a, of a, of a deer stand, a tree stand, whatever, and it's still going to function. And uh, not something you have to bury in your backpack, but something you can carry, um, <clears throat> you know, in your vest. or in your, So that's kind of what where I think where the idea originated. Jared in the Marines, he's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of experience. And uh, so anyway, maybe I'll turn it over to Jared as well, because he's, you know, he's he's really the uh, the smart guy in the operation. I just I just sit, sit back and <laughs> count count the pennies. Right. Well, give us give us your side of that story, Jerry. So, so I'll tell you. You know, uh, when Jerry kind of came to me with the idea, you know, at first I was a little bit hesitant um, because me. So I retired as a first sergeant, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you know, I was lucky enough to not have to spend the entire career of mine out in the field doing stuff. Um, you know, I, I did so many different things in there. But he brought me an idea, and the first thing I thought as a first sergeant that's in charge of, of young Marines that are out there um, out in the field, I'm like, man, like I'm not. I'm not okay with them replacing their ammo with that. That would be a bad idea. Um, and, you know, Jerry and I sat down and, and that was not the idea behind it. Um, the idea was when you have, when you have a lull in the action or you're out training, right? You're not going to replace your ammunition with this, but this is something that you can carry and you can access all your stuff. And then I started to really dig in and think about the amount of electronics that we're being required to carry now. Um, and this is not just, it means everything from scopes, to dudes carrying cameras in, in the field, um, you know, and I've, I've got to have my cell phone on me all the time, especially here, even if I'm out at the range or something like that, I got to have access to my cell phone. People got to be able to get a hold of me. Um, and so like I had other power banks, none of them are waterproof. They all stopped working after about six months. If I was lucky, I got six months out of them. Um, so when he came to me with this, man, I kind of looked at the technology. I'm like, the fact that this didn't exist already is kind of, mind-blowing to me um when you start to look at comparable power banks out there uh, if there is anything to compare them to it, it, they're st stupid expensive and they're just not as reliable um so obviously you know with i'm gonna get on board with that right away if it's something that, I, that can benefit me i'm i'm in for it right mm -hmm. right um, so yeah um and it, it kind of took off a little bit faster than i think we initially expected which is great for us from a business standpoint um, but Jerry and I have been busy since we launched sales. That's for sure. Right. Well, I know that that some of the feedback that I've gotten, you know, so far with the thing and, and uh, for those that are curious. Yeah, we've got a, a, a introduction video, first look, and then, you know, ultimately we'll do a, uh, a more extended review of, of how everything's went a little later on on the channel. But you know, some of the feedback I've gotten so far is that it's almost like novelty. Right. And that's what it hit me at first, too, when I see it at SHOT Show uh, looking like that AR-15 magazine. So the, was that one of the first thoughts is we're going to have it in that form, that form factor? Or was it more, hey, we need it. We need it to be rugged. We need it to be work. And then the, the AR-15 lookalike thing come later. It's it's really all of the above. You know, we, we, we wanted to make a very rugged battery like we just described, you know, something that, you know, you can tear up and it's going to work. At the same time, we like, man, you know, it, business is business. And, you know, we want to make something that is really remarkable and people are going to look at it. And, you're, you know, and I'll tell you, you're either going to hate it or you're going to love it. 
and you know, we get people on Facebook with the craziest comments, like, okay, you know, put that in your AR and fire, you know, you know, photon cells at, you know, Chewbacca, whatever, you know, but, uh, you know, but at the same time, what we found is when people hold it and we see it as like, yeah, this is exactly what I've been looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's the same person who made that comment on Facebook when they hold it's like, yeah, I got to buy one of these. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it is I, I don't like the word novelty, but it's different. It's unique. We wanted to catch people's attention. But the fact is, um, it is a very utilitarian piece of equipment. Um, yeah. You know, I carry it all the time. Guys who have bought these things are writing all the time, writing in all the time. And saying, man, this is a lot, a lot more hardcore than I expected this thing to be. So um, it's a cool piece of equipment and it, and it works. Yeah. Anything to add to that? Jared? Yeah, I just, I, I think that the idea behind it, right, is it, it is a no, novelty. I'm not going to disagree with Jerry, but it is. And I think I told you at Shot Show, it's a novelty, but it's a functional novelty, right? Right. Um, right. And my biggest selling point when I'm talking to potential clients or retailers that are looking to carry it is the fact that I like the fact that I already own probably 50. Uh, AR magazine pouches. I mean, there's so many of them in my, my garage. My wife is like, can you just throw some of this stuff out? And, you know, right. um, me being who I am, I'm not just going to get rid of stuff that I could potentially use one day. That that could be my, you know, one of the leftover um, personality traits of being in the Marine Corps is you never get rid of gear because you never know when you'll need it. But anyways, so you go into that and you just think, well, I've already got these pouches that carry it and I can put these maybe not on my kit if I'm if I'm not trying to use it on my kit. But when I go hunting, uh, I did uh, I went elk hunting in, in Colorado this year and on my pack on the outside of my pack, I put it yep. right there and I had access to it the entire time, um, which was great because I was in and out of most of the time I was out of service. So my cell phone battery was just draining constantly. Right. Uh, so to have that connected the whole time right there on the outside of my pack made a huge difference um, rather than what I've been doing before which like most of us, you throw everything in your pack. And when you need something, guess where it's at? The very bottom of your pack. Of every course. Single time, right? right. So to have as much stuff as I can get external. So when I do need it, it's right there. I don't have to dig through everything. I don't have to make a ton of noise that could potentially scare off an elk or something like that. It's just, it's a novelty, but it's a functional novelty at the same time. Well, one of the things that, that was brought up, and again, I like, that's why I like, I kind of like what I do because you get those silly comments and things like that. Of course, I think there was one about, uh, yeah, wait till the kid takes it to school. My comment or reply to that was hashtag bad parenting, right? Like that's, that's yeah. the bottom line on that. Uh, but you know, I, there was a comment, uh, talking about, you know, being in Texas, uh, you know, sure you're familiar with the uh with the pig hunting thing and everything here mm -hmm. people were like hey you know they make magazine attachments for the rifle and i could put this on my rifle and run my thermal and i'm like yeah oh snap yeah absolutely you could do that and the yep. you know the mounting the mounting platform is already there right yeah yep so I've got, so on my 300 blackout for hog hunting, I've got a thermal um, and it records, right? So it's a thermal scope that records and yeah, I use it for that. So if I go hog hunting, I'm going to keep that connected that way. One, I don't want to, you know, obviously don't want my scope to go out too, but videotaping at the same time just eats battery, man. Uh, especially if you're having a good night where you're just yep. coming up hog after yep. hog after hog. So yeah, it's the same concept. Uh, there's so many different uses that we've seen for it. Matter of fact, today um, we got a message from somebody and it's an airsoft company. 
and they're using oh, wow. it to run their stuff. And I'm like, I'm not into airsoft. It's not my thing. Um, and that's probably prevented me from even considering that. But like, that's a great thing to use for airsoft because they're using a lot of the same equipment. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's slightly different, but all their electronics are about the same. So why would they not use it for that? So, yeah, there's a lot of different uses we haven't even figured out yet. Yeah, in the in the airsoft world too. I mean, a lot of the stuff is electrical and runs mm -hmm. on, you know, battery power. So, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely something that's potentially follow up on. Um, now, you know, you were talking about you know putting it in the AR and, and shooting laser beams or whatever. Um, and along that lines, you were talking about well, if you have it on a rig with other magazines, one of the things I noticed when I got it, and I didn't notice that with any of the the dim. Maybe I wasn't. I probably with the uh, how crazy it is at SHOT Show. I probably just wasn't paying enough attention. But, you know, the uh, the sample that you guys sent in, pulled it out, and it's got this rubber boot that goes over the end. And I'm thinking, okay, well, okay, this is really cool for protecting the ports on it, which we're going to mm -hmm. get into the tech of this thing, hopefully, uh, as well. But it'll protect the ports from dust because, obviously, the elements and everything, you don't want that getting inside there. But also, it, it'll distinguish that from the other magazines that's in your rig as well, right? Yep. Yeah, and that, that was kind of the, the thought process behind it, right? So we had originally, in the concept, designed it without that rubber piece on there. Um, and one of, the, one of the biggest worries about that is that you accidentally mix it up or, you, you know, even not in a firefight, the last thing you want to do is grab something that you're not intending <laughs> to grab, right? Right. Even right. if you're just out screwing around. So we wanted to distinguish it, but we didn't want to take away from the feel. And then ultimately we want to give the customer the option to do what they're comfortable with. Right. So mm -hmm. we, we include that rubber seal, um, the, the, the band on it for everybody. And if, if somebody chooses to take it off, they can take it off. I don't have one on mine because I, you know, I feel confident in myself and being able to tell the difference between a magazine full of ammunition as well as that, but that right. option is there. And then, like you said, it just provides the added benefit of, of also making it, you know, more, more dust proof, more waterproof. It protects the ports and the technology. Right. Now, before we get into, uh, before we get into some of the tech side of it, because I would like to talk about that a little bit, it does have a few cool features, more the cosmetic route right now. Um, but another thing I noticed, I took it out and I'm like, what is this little, it was almost like the loop side of Velcro. And I'm like, what? What in the world's going on here? And then I, I figured it out. I, I went through the manual. I couldn't see. I'm like, why is there this sticker? And then I finally figured it out because there was a little square on the on the body of the uh, the battery bank there, and the it fit perfectly. It stuck perfectly in there. For those that have picked them up or maybe looking at them, what was the thought behind? What's the purpose? Is there something that I'm overlooking with that? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I can see behind you there, Chris. You have you have a lot of patches. Right. That's, that was my first thought. And I'm like, right. sure, maybe it's deeper than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not that deep, man. Um, okay. No, it's no, it's for morale patches. Uh, so it's if you have a unit patch, you know, whatever, um, that's cool. really exactly what it's for. Now, that little panel that you just mentioned, that's actually made for laser engraving as well. So if you don't want to oh, do the, okay. uh, the Velcro patch, that panel is perfect for laser engraving. In fact, we've been we've been laser engraving for a lot of people. I was just at the at the shop today. We have a, a contract with a local company here, and uh, a lot of people are laser engraving these. They look really really beautiful when they're done. So uh, yeah, again, you know, we've had some. I don't, you know, I don't know if I can say this, but 
we had some senior guys that have been NYPD order some, and we put the NYPD uh, um, logo on it. <clears throat> we had some British people just today. We had, you know, some British government service. We put a couple, uh, you know, British logos on it. So it just depends. And we have a big ammo company that ordered a bunch. So we put their logo engraved. It looks really, really nice when it's engraved. Right. Uh, yeah, personalization is a thing. And that was my first thought. I was like, oh, wow, snap, I can, you know, I'm taking this to shows. I mean, we obviously in the on the media side of things use those chargers all the time. And I'm like, man, I can put my patch on here and, mm -hmm. if, you know, if it, I'll leave it somewhere to get it's lost. It's pretty obvious who it belongs to that way. You know, that sort of thing. Um, along with some of the comments that that had come in, um, there's one that. It took me a minute to get what they were saying. I thought it was where the lights were, the charge and discharge lights or whatever, on the magazine. And I thought it had to do with the location at first. And then they come back, the person did, um, and they clarified. And to me, it made sense. When you're talking about a windowed AR-15 magazine, the lights charge and discharge separately from the round counts as you're firing. In other words... The lights should, this this comment said, the lights are backwards. And I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? And they're like, they should, they should get, they should light up from top to bottom instead of bottom to top as it's fully charged. That way, as it discharges, it looks like there's less and less and less rounds in the magazine. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have those guys on the podcast. I'm going to bring that up. I don't know how difficult that would be to address or if they even wanted to do it. But I, I'm just holding up my end of the promise since I had you guys on to, to mention that. I don't know if you've ever thought about that or not. It's something very minor. Obviously, it doesn't affect the way the thing functions or anything like that. But uh, I thought that was that was kind of neat that somebody was paying attention that much to the aesthetics, I guess we should say, of the yeah. of the battery pack. Yeah, well, no, so yeah. That kind of, sorry, Jerry, that kind of brings up, uh, you know, an, another topic is uh, we get a lot of suggestions, you know, through our social media, through a lot of suggestions for improvements or uh, changes to a design that we can add. And through some of those suggestions, we've actually taken those and we've kind of put some other projects in the works for things that we want to do down the road. We have ooh, about three or four different projects in the works right now. Um, nice. And a few of those came, you know, they, they started as conversations that were um, comments on our either an ad that we had run or a, a Facebook post or something like that that we had run. And it kind of brought up ideas. And I'm like, you know, if we can do it and it's going to make sense, and it's financially viable for us, um, then our goal with this company is to bring stuff to the market that doesn't already exist, you know, right. that's, uh, that's really the only successful way you're going to be a company is to either improve on an already existing design enough to make people want to spend the money or bring something to market that nobody has seen before, like this magazine. So it, it it's doing what it did to you at SHOT Show is it caught your eye immediately, right? And so we catch your eye, we bring you in. And once you're able to see it, if it's useful to you, you can make that purchase. Um, and so we're doing that with a ton of other ideas, right? We've got a few other ideas in the works. There's nice. a couple of them I'm really excited about. Unfortunately, we just can't talk about them yet because we're not there in that process. I understand. Um, hopefully next year at SHOT Show, we're debuting uh, a few of them. That's for sure. There's there's definitely a couple that came out. And so I would tell your viewers the this, this same thing. Uh, you know, I tell every if there's an idea that you have for something that needs to be brought to market that we don't have, send it, tell us, let us know. And if we can make it um, and bring it in or we can improve upon your idea, 
you know, we'll take a shot at it for sure. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing um, because there's, you know, Jerry, Jerry talks about a lot that he's been a shot so several, several years in a row. And a lot of it is walking aisles of not knocking anybody that's there and then bringing their product. But a lot of it's the same products, um, you know, yeah. just small variations. And so our goal is to not necessarily bring variations of products in there, but bring brand new products that nobody's ever seen before and figure out ways that we can not only use them, um, but improve upon them constantly with each new version that we come out with. Right. Now, as far as uh, shows, I, have you guys done any shows previously or with, with the company, I mean, uh, or was SHOT Show your first, uh, you know, jumping into it? <clears throat> well, we did do SHOT Show last year. We had a couple prototypes with us. That was it. Okay. Wow. And we just showed the prototypes just to get feedback. And as Jared said, mm -hmm. you know, where the purpose was, you know, we, we want 10,000 people walking past us. And to tell us how we can improve this prototype. And we did. Um, <clears throat> for instance, like we were just talking about this blue silicone base on the bottom of the uh, on the bottom of the mag that came out of SHOT Show last year. I'm, by that, I mean 2022. Somebody we had so many military guys and police guys walking by like and I love this word. Everybody kind of came by and said badass. That's the same word like, like <laughs> right. badass. That is badass. Yeah. man. Thank you. And they said, but let me tell you how to improve it. And um <clears throat> The main thing was I don't want to confuse this with my other real mags. And so that's how we came up with that training blue silicone base on the bottom. You know, okay, if you if you needed to differentiate, there's there's a piece right there. The other part was, you know, if I grab this and shove it into my <clears throat> AR-15 in a firefight, you know, uh, so, you know, all those comments, we realized, okay, we don't want this thing to lock into your AR-15. That's right. why we have that rubber piece in there. So in, if yep. it's not modified... It's not going to lock into your AR-15. So the point is, Shot Show one year ago, we got a million ideas, and right. uh, and so this, but and then it took us a year, actually a full year, to to you know finalize, produce, manufacture, get them in the warehouse. So when we did Shot Show last month, we literally had these things in our warehouse like a week. I mean, this is a brand new. No, I take that back. It was about a month. Uh, we 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 released this two months ago, early December is when we released it. So it's a brand new product, barely two months wow. old. And uh, and like Jared said, you know, you know, it's you know, it's it's been doing all right. We've been, you know, feedback, you know, the the market's been doing pretty well. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up when I, when I took the the one I've got out of the box, the the rubber part you're talking about there uh, at the mag catch. I was like, okay, is this a button? Like, what is? It's kind of like the Velcro thing. I was like, what is this? What does it do? I was, you know, playing around with it. And one of the first things I did, I'm not gonna lie, is try to slap it in an AR-15. One of the first <laughs> things I tried to do. And I quickly realized, I'm like, well, I can jam it up in here, right? It doesn't fit smoothly at all. And I'm like, oh, that's what that rubber piece is. Okay, yeah. I got you. So, um. I thought, okay, that's that's kind of cool that they added that uh, that little thing. And you're thinking, because that's a minor thing, right? A lot of companies, a lot yeah. of designers wouldn't think about that. So, so, yeah, like the idea is, you know, obviously from us, our recommendation is to never insert it into your weapon. Right? Right. It, it, What's the point? Not a good, yeah, it's not a good idea, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that rubber piece is on there. If you decide you want to modify it, to put it in your weapon. I don't know why you would, but Instagram um, pictures is all I can think of. 
<laughs> so the funny thing is, again, going back to you know Airsoft is I've I've had a dude that that made a comment that said, you know, I want to be able to lock in my weapon for Airsoft because Ooh, in, in Airsoft. I don't have a need for a real magazine because it's just a non-functional space, right? True, so, yeah. And I'm like, again, me being a you know not part of that community, I don't understand that. So right. that's like I'll go back to when we get feedback from from customers or you know potential customers, and I'm like, well, hey, we can make it do what you want it to do, and it's it, you know it's easy for us to implement, and let's do it. So, um, yeah, this may this may be big in the airsoft community as well. So who knows? Right. Um, we had a we had a question out there and if you're if you're with us live thanks first of all for being live make sure you hit that thumbs up and if you've uh, got questions uh, for our guests oh, i'm out there of course and i'm not going to be getting to them in order but this kind of deals with the aesthetics of um what we've already talked about and some of the stuff that we've already talked about but the gun snob it says yeah, it looks really cool but i don't know if i want to get to know my tsa agents <laughs> that well have you gotten any feedback with folks that air travel with it or anything like oh, that yeah. so that is probably the number one comment we get on our ads is right. you know some of it from the comments range from a respectful like hey is tsa okay with this to I'm not trying to get locked up and put on a no-fly list for the rest of my life. Right. So what I can tell you is this, right? Um, kind of our disclaimer is we have traveled with it multiple times, um, mm -hmm. both domestic and international. Never once had an issue with it. Um, I've had it sitting on my lap in the front row uh, of a Southwest flight on the way to San Diego and back. Wow. The, the stewardess saw it, no issues whatsoever. Um, as a matter of fact, I sold... I sold two to, to a guy sitting I'm next sure. to me on a yeah. plane because he was like, what's that? And this was this was probably three days before Christmas. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, well, my company makes them. And he was like, dude, that's a great gift for my brother and my father. And so he logged on his phone right there before we took off and, and bought them. Wow. Um, so I, I'll say all this. We've never had an issue. However, our disclaimer is we can't tell you what each individual TSA agent is going to do. But it does follow all their guidelines for for power banks. Um, it it doesn't need to be checked. As a matter of fact, it's required that lithium batteries are taken on the plane with you. Um, so we've never had an issue. Still, don't recommend you take it out and wave it around the airport, telling everybody what you got. Um, trying to make <laughs> right. a scene, just like with anything, you wouldn't want to make a scene. But yeah, right. we've never had any issue traveling with it. We've never had a customer um, that we know of that's traveled with it that had an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you could have an issue, but once they take a look at it, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, what it is and, and everything. And, and I'll, I will tie this into an experience I had flying one time. I, I'm a pipe smoker. I smoke a pipe. So I've got a, a pipe tamper that looks like a pocket knife. Now it's not, mm -hmm. there's nothing sharp on it. You, you couldn't possibly cut anything with it. Um, and so I did get pulled aside, right? When they went through that, they uh, they assumed by just by looking or seeing it in the bag, that was a pocket knife, right? And of course they pulled it out. They seen the pipe to back in the pipes and everything else in the bag with it. And I was good to go. I mean, it was an inconvenience for a few minutes, right? But ultimately I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't making a big scene or a big deal out of it. And so, uh, you know, I didn't have an issue. So I guess that's the thing too, right? Um, our resident, one of our resident marines out there ghost he says leave it to a jarhead to take a magazine charger on a plane and wait for somebody to say something so, yeah uh, we, we like well it. yeah that's kind of the way i operate <laughs> right right um 
real quick, uh, Snob just uh, making a comment. He said, that is genius. He has said, I hadn't thought of that. Now I want one to match my rifle to power my optic when we were talking about the, uh, the thermal later. So let's get into uh, the specifications, the tech, and all of that. Um, you know, like I said, I've used the, I haven't bought a battery power bank in quite some time. Um, the 20,000 milliamp, which I think is, is what this one is. I'll let you guys speak to that. Um, Zeus out there does have that, uh, has that question on the, uh, on the size, but that's typically what I go, uh, with, uh, they're not like if somebody out there is thinking the ones that you see for $9.99 or at the checkout stand at Walmart or something like that, those are super, super small, <laughs> just so you know. Um, and so this is not, this is a, a larger battery bank. It's, it's more robust as we've talked about with the design elements, the aesthetics and other things. But you were also talking about it's USB-C, right, which I absolutely love. I can't stand people nowadays that are putting the old, micro usb mini usb on things that's ridiculous um but whichever one wants to chime in on you know the battery tech you know what you can expect from the battery the ports themselves and and what they do um just the tech side of things let y'all run with that for a few minutes yeah <clears throat> so yeah I'll, I'll 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 start out and jared can chime in if he wants but uh you know to your point chris if you if you haven't bought a new power bank in a couple of years it's, it's definitely time to to upgrade um and I'm glad right. that you have one of ours uh no because the technology changes very quickly and uh so this battery and this is not just marketing or advertising the edc mag is has absolutely the latest technology in it i mean it's absolutely you know like the most modern um uh tech you're going to find in a battery uh so it is twenty thousand milliamps as you said has a USB-C and two USB-A ports in it. <clears throat> the reason we added a USB-C is because that's the way the world is going right now. Mm -hmm. If you're in sure. Europe, uh, everybody's going to USB-C. The US is gonna be headed that way in a couple of years. We're slowly getting there, but we wanted to get out ahead and make sure that you know we're compatible with the future. Uh, USB-C charges quickly, as you know. Uh, <clears throat> the two. So what's great about this uh, the ports is the USB-C is how you charge the battery, but it's also an out port. So it doubles, it's in and out. So on this device, you can charge two other USB-A devices while you're charging the battery, or if the battery's charged, you can charge three devices out of it at once. Wow. So that's, that's unusual. Um, so it works this almost is, like a, tr like a trickle charger. Sorry to interrupt you there. But. Yeah, <clears throat> no, you're right. You're right. And uh, uh, there's no bleed out on this battery. We've um, we put our, I was talking about our prototypes, which we <clears throat> had about a year ago. I put one on the, in the warehouse dated February 6th. So it's a year and a week ago, a year and almost two weeks ago, charged at 100%. And I go in every week and check it. It is still at 100%. <clears throat> there wow. is no bleed out on this battery at all. And wow. to your point, um, you know, we get, comments periodically well for twenty thousand milliamps that's it's expensive so our retail price is 99 dollars. frankly that's not expensive it's, it's not yeah. there are more expensive batteries not for there. not for a name brand 20 milliamp like right it's, it's maybe a little more but not much that's right and uh the fact is to your point when you said uh <clears throat> you know you can buy some of these twenty thousand milliamp batteries at you know 
you know, Walmart or whatever for $20. I can guarantee you those are not 20,000 milliamp batteries. They're not. That's what it says in the package. You're not getting 20,000 milliamps. Trust me. Right. Yeah. You are not charging your iPhone, you know, eight times on that battery. Um, <clears throat> so our battery, you know, the pot, it's very powerful. It holds power. We're typically charging iPhone, standard phone, you know, five to eight times on it. There are a lot of conditions that will vary, but it's five to eight times, you know. So with that, you know, you could be out in the woods for three or four days and have, and you know, have power with this. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, a testament just from what, what I've done with, uh, with mine so far, um, took it out of the, uh, the box. I do want to talk a little bit as we talk about the tech about, upkeep and maintenance and the proper way to charge and discharge and use and that sort of thing to extend the life of course but i took it out it it was at at 80 percent out of the box um or eight of the lights were on i'll put it to you that way i charged my streamlight macro stream which is usb um and it was in my bag i'd used it a little bit on the trip you know out the shot and back and that sort of thing it it wasn't fully discharged but I plugged it in and I don't know how long it took to charge that, but it, I wasn't paying attention. I plugged it in and when it charged, it charged. And I noticed I still had eight lights and I was like, yeah. okay. So I had this little light, which is USB and it is an LED. So obviously it doesn't pull that much. I ran this thing off of that power bank. I just, after I got through charging the line, I'm like, I'm just going to see, you know, and I plugged this thing in and it run 36, 40 hours before the charger lost a light, lost a single light. And I'm thinking, wow, if you had this in the woods or if it was a yeah. survival situation and you had a fairly low power consumption LED light, you could have mm -hmm. light for weeks almost with yeah. this thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So at, yeah. at shot, if you remember our setup at shot, we had LED lights, uh, plugged into the to the mags to kind of help highlight it, as well as most of our cell phones were plugged into them at multiple points. And we we were there for what is it was like four or five days, and we didn't charge we didn't recharge a single uh, battery that we used. And we were loaning them out to people, so we did that, that right. exchange there. We give us an ID, you can take it, use it throughout the show, and then just you know bring it back when you're done. We'll give you your ID back. But I don't, Jerry, I don't remember us charging up a single one while we were there. No. And we loaned, we loaned them out multiple times and we were using them. The lights were on from the time we got there in the morning to the time we left in the evening. So yeah, they'll last you a long time. I mean, obviously if you have three things plugged in at the same time and they're high power devices, it's going to drain them. But sure. um, I think that for most applications, it's going to last people quite a few days uh, of use before you have to you know, recharge it. Right. Yeah. And that's the key. It is a true 20,000 milliamp. It, yeah. You know, true. And again, a, a lot of the devices out there really, really, truly are not. And uh, so you're getting what you pay for in this. True. Well, you see that with a lot of electronics. I mean, take, you know, USB flash drives or even uh, flash cards, right? Um, a lot of the knockoff brand, you get them on eBay, direct from China, whatever. Yeah, they may say they're 512 gig or whatever it might be, but you actually run a diagnostic on them. And what they've done is they flashed those, mm -hmm. right, to where they show 512, but they're not actually 512. So I'm sure the battery tech and stuff that can be manipulated the same way where, you know, Absolutely. it might, may show to be 20 amps, but the reality when you start to use it is something totally different. Well, uh, yeah, if you're if you're not using, you know, a name brand product, a brand uh, or a product that the company stands behind, 
and say you order it from online from Alibaba or whatever, and it shows up and it's not 20,000 milliamps. What is your recourse to get that taken no, care of? You, you right. don't, right? No. Um, no. Because there's no brand, there's no company really behind that. So obviously our goal is to take care of the customers and, and stay in business. And we can't do that if we're selling a product that is not what we claim it is. Um, mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, this is that that's the thing is most of those other power banks. And we've like Jerry said, we've had quite a few comments of people like, oh, that's a lot for mine. My 20,000 milliamp uh, power bank was half the cost. And I'm like, go test that. Go get it tested and tell me if that's actually 20,000 milliamp hours. Oh, and then, by the right. way, ours is IP64 rated. So you're going to be able to get it wet. You're going to be able to get it dirty. And it's, you know, the Zytel, the DuPont Zytel. So it's going to be really really durable compared to yours that's that's housed in a, a tiny piece of plastic and if you get it wet at all if you take it out hunting with you in the rain or to a range day in the rain it'll never work again right um now as far as the the use the charging and discharging the maintenance as far as extending the life of of that side of it of the tech um are there any general rules that that you guys tell the customers the <clears throat> Not really. I mean, in, in our, if you if you look at the instructions, the warranty, it'll say generally, you know, charge it up to like 80, 85 percent. That's generally the, the standard across right. the industry. Yeah. Um, so you could do that. But but frankly, you know, again, I've been using this now for a year, probably longer than anybody. You know, this this product I charge you 100 percent just because I'm out all the time and I don't want to be out in the woods with 80%. I want hundred percent. Right. So I charge it up and, uh, and it works, man. It, it's been working absolutely perfectly. So it, it is from a tech perspective, it is definitely a, a, a very highly developed piece of gear. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's, uh, let's hit a couple of things real quick. Um, we've got TT Watt out there uh, talking about the evolution uh, asking about wireless charging. This one is not. This version is not. Is that something? I know you probably can't talk about future products, but uh, is that something that you guys have looked into? So I'll tell you that this is this is definitely something we we've looked at doing the product. So along with with not only wireless charging, we've looked at a a, a way to put a solar panel on it to help charge. Oh wow! So, like Very you could cool. truly be off grid with it. A real the solar panel, is, not like yeah. the battery banks that are out there. <laughs> Well, the problem is, is the technology to the technology is just not cost effective yet. Right. So a solar right. panel won't charge it up quick enough to make it worth it. Um, right. Could just because there's not a lot of, of real estate there in order for you to do it right. So you can Correct. buy an, a different solar panel and hook it up. But then that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it really being super portable. Right. Um, the wireless charging technology is too bulky to fit in there. And so uh, you, you kind of play a balance where if we put the wireless technology in there, one, mainly only people's cell phones and smartwatches are wireless charging now. So that kind of limits what you would charge. And then two, we're going to lose some of the storage capacity to house the wireless charging technology. Um, I don't know that there's enough of a demand there to make it worth it. But as technology advances, right? So Jerry said this, this battery has the latest technology. As technology advances, we're going to incorporate it in any way that, that makes sense into newer versions as we move along. So, you know, technology is constantly changing. So if they, if they come out with some newfangled design for solar panels and wireless charging that fits with this, then we'll absolutely implement it if it makes sense. I do, you know, a couple of comments uh, on the wireless charging. First of all, um, I love wireless charging. I use wireless charging 
whenever I possibly can for my, my cell phones and devices because it eliminates where the wear on the charging mm -hmm. jack. And my previous phone before I got this one, that was one of the first things to start giving me problems is it got plugged in and out and plugged in and out so much and cords get yanked out too, right? You're not paying attention. It's plugged in, whatever. Um, so I'm a big fan of the wireless charging, but I also get what you're saying about the technology on that. They really haven't even nailed down. I don't think an industry standard as far as the wireless charging stuff. And I know that that can be really particular with the materials used in the casing can affect that. Um, mm -hmm. as well as the type of case that the person is using on their phone. There's just so many variables. One, one thing, and, and I'll let you either of you follow up on that if you want, but one of the things that I do with the, with the battery banks, I have not done it with this one, but I see no reason why it wouldn't work and it might even work better, but I've got a wireless charger, um, that sits on my nightstand. I can take that wireless charger and instead of plugging it into the wall, into the little power brick in the wall, I can plug it into a battery bank and it still works as a wireless mm -hmm. charger. So in a sense, you would convert it to a wireless charger. Yeah, so there, there was definitely, a, you know, I looked into the possibility of um, basically creating a pouch to where you could have the mag sitting in a normal AR magazine pouch and then your phone sitting right in front of it. So that um, you could just wireless, it would just constantly be charging as you needed it to. But again, it kind of, it, it just financially to do that, you're talking about bumping up the price a lot to get that integrated. And then you lose some of your charging capability. Um, and so it was just kind of a give and take. And, and who knows where we'll be, you know, this time next year and maybe it'll make sense. But um, right. it, it's just one of those things like everybody wants something slightly different and uh, it can be hard to incorporate some of that stuff and keep it at a reasonable price to where enough of uh, consumers are going to want to purchase it. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got their, got their own thing for sure. Um, kick out a couple more of these uh, gun snob. He says uh, the wireless mag safe charging is going to be a must in the near future. Uh, and that's, I think that's the Apple technology. If I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, uh, I'm Android, so I don't have that. Um, a lot of people out there so far, they're saying the price is not that bad. And, and I would agree for by the time you figure out the tech and then you, you're going to pay a little bit for the novelty of it. I mean, let's be honest. Um, so that's just a thing. Uh, the gun snob, though, he's saying, are you guys uh, going to sell on Amazon in stores or are you just going to keep it direct to consumer for right now? So uh, it's a good question. We are going to avoid Amazon like the Black Plague right now. So <laughs> I can tell you right now. The reason for you. that is, um, <clears throat> to our comment earlier, what we found are uh, is that when people actually hold this thing, they, they, they fall in love with it. They want to buy it. Uh, we did a gun show in Hampton, Virginia, the week before the SHOT Show. Just, just I wanted to test the market. And um, I had so many guys walk up and say, with their wives or vice versa, you know, so I wasn't allowed to buy anything in this show today. I just came to look, but I'm buying this, you know, okay. even if I, right. you know, if, 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 if it means divorce, I'm buying this. And we sold out uh, two cases in about three hours. I mean, wow. everybody, because when you hold it, it really is a cool device. Um, well, and you can so tell the that, quality too, right? And people are yeah. so burned, like we're talking about, whether it's it's Chinese Yum on Amazon or Wish.com right. or whatever it might be. Um, you know, people, they see something and they're rightfully, they're going to be a little skeptical sometimes of, you know, what's the quality like? But when you hold yeah. this thing, you can tell it's quality. 
Right. So to that point, our, our intention is to get these into brick and mortar shops. Uh, so we have maybe about four or five lines. And again, we're, we're two months old, you know, so we're, we're, we're just right. now we've met some people at SHOT Show, but we're um, we got about four or five brick and mortar places all across the United States. Now that are signing up, we're signing up more. Uh, we plan to have an interactive map on our website in the near future that can show you where to buy them physically. Uh, but to that point, we're going to sell directly off our website, uh, our Outstandards website. And uh, we're going to avoid Amazon. And what we found is a lot of the, the brick and mortar places, that's the first question they ask. Like, if I buy a couple boxes of these, am I competing with Amazon? We're like, absolutely not. Um, yep. the, the, it's us and you in it together. Yeah, great point. Um, so uh, uh, let me let me just add to that, right? So yeah, this go ahead, great. One of those those learning points that we've had while while going through the business, because initially my thought process: we need to get on Amazon. I buy tons of stuff on Amazon. Uh, it makes sense, right? So I started digging into it. The cost you have to pay Amazon um, to carry your product is is pretty significant, right? I'd rather let a small business or an actual br brick and mortar store that can meet with the customer and talk with the customer, take care of that. But right. then also one of the biggest problems that we've had is um, shipping. So many consumers have gotten used to the, the you know, prime shipping. It's Perfect. on your doorstep an hour after you order it, right? Um, and that gets very, very expensive. So not only if you wanna be part of that crew on Amazon, then they take even more of your profit to get to the point where we just, there's nothing left for us because this is not a right. this is not a cheaply produced product. It's it's an expensive product for us to produce. We're not, you know, right. we're not over here becoming millionaires overnight over this product because we want to sell it at a reasonable price. So once you start giving significant portions of what's left over after your cost to Amazon, there's just not enough to make sense. And you're still doing right. a ton of the work for Amazon. They're just literally a platform that sells your stuff and takes your money. Um, right. So it, it's kind of changed the way that I shop. So now I find a product I want on Amazon and I go to that company's website and I purchase it to try and give them more money rather than, you know, Amazon as much money as possible. So it, it's right. just kind of one of those things that we're learning. And then like Jerry said, I, I think that there's more value to this product and, and our other products when people can physically put their hands on them and touch and realize that it's a quality product, it's not cheaply made and what they're actually getting for their money. Right. Um, so I want to shift gears here for just a few minutes, guys. We've got a uh, kind of a new segment. We're going to start this season, and, and the way this is going to work is I'm going to alternate in between you two, and we're going to have a little fun. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pose you with two choices. You have to pick one of those two choices, and uh, hopefully as quickly as possible. Let's just run through a couple of these if, if you don't mind, real quick. Jared, we'll start with you. Um, had you rather fight a predator or an alien? Alien. Can, do you want uh, me to explain why, or just give you no, the answer? That's good enough. The answer is good okay. enough. We'll, we'll leave it to the imagination. Um, Jerry, um, you prefer Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. All righty. Uh, we'll, we'll throw this one back up at Jared. Uh, and you rather have a fighter jet or a tank? Oh, a fighter jet for sure. Uh, for uh, for Jerry, uh, you prefer red dot or open sights on a handgun? Open sights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jared, flat dark earth or OD green? OD green. All right. Uh, Jared, vacation in the mountains or at the beach? Oh, mountains. 
Uh, Jared, inside the waistband or outside the waistband for Kerry? If I have to pick one and I can't say both, I'll say inside. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jerry, if you had to, if you had to, if you were forced to, uh, would you live in New York City or Los Angeles? Oh, crap, man. You have to. <laughs> There's no C. <laughs> There's, uh, no C. Uh, There's no C. <laughs> New York City. New York City. Yeah. The city that never sleeps. Probably a good <laughs> choice. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let's hit these questions and then we'll uh we'll kind of finish things up or, or I say questions or comments. Angry Ranger out there, uh, he said it's a device like this would have been very handy when we lost fire in the freezing rain in East Texas. Uh yeah, absolutely, especially with uh uh LED some LED lighting and stuff. Now Ghost Tactical's got a question about the name. He said EDC Mag. He said everyday charge. Is that what it stands for? Why not? Yeah, sure. It makes sense. <laughs> See, we'll we, go we, with that. We learn from the public. That's what it means. Right, uh, yeah. right. We'll go with that. I got one more question. We're going to save that till the till kind of the very end. Um, you guys, you know, on the website, uh, outstandards.com, right? That's what we're talking yeah, about on the, on the website. If anybody wants to follow up there, and I'll have a link in the description below once we get this done and it's an audio replay and all of that. Um, so definitely go check it out. Um, the only other product I've seen that, uh, if you want to hit on that briefly, uh, are the, I can only <clears throat> describe them as a storage bin. I'll let you guys run with that from there. Well, it's, yeah, thank you. So that actually gets launched, uh, I think tomorrow. Uh, we're just waiting wow. for Facebook to clear an ad, which is an amazing process, by the way. If you've ever had to deal with Facebook, they have to clear all this stuff. And I, apparently they think it's like an assault crate or something. I don't know, but it's taking time to to clear it. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but what it is, it's a crate. Um, it looks That's like a, a big milk, a big milk crate. But this, it's a very, so like our EDC mag, it's a very unique product. And what's unique about it is it is a collapsible crate. So all four sides go down and it's about three inches tall. Um, so very collapsible. But when it's open, when you pop it open in you know, one second, that will carry 200 kilograms or 440 pounds. <clears throat> There's nothing like that on the planet. Um, so we'll carry that much weight. It will take 1.8 tons of top weight. So imagine you got these things stacked Whoa. up. You've got, you know, a, you could have a car sitting on these things. That's how sturdy and rugged these are. And the, the best part about it, I think, is there is a side access window. So imagine you have these things stacked up. You don't have to move anything. You just open up the side window. Right. Um, so we, you know, we, we showed these things at SHOT Show this year, last month for the first time. You know, we had a lot of a lot of interest in these things, guys, you know, ammunition manufacturers, <clears throat> gun stores, ranges, everything like, man, I, you know, I, I can put 200 pounds of ammo on this and the bottom's not going to fall out. Mm. And uh, so they're really, really cool devices. Um, we come with they come with accessories. We made them initially for the tactical crowd, you know, camping, hunting. So it comes with a wooden tabletop that fits right onto the crate. So you can be out camping, a couple crates stacked up. You got a you know a camping table. You know, you can get into the uh the crates from the side. <clears throat> right. Comes with a cooler, a collapsible cooler that fits very snugly into the crate. And it also has a you can accessory is a, a cart. It has a trolley cart that will carry about 300, 400 pounds. So you can have these crates, you lock them into the trolley cart, you can stack them up. 
So it's really a very cool, very unique, self-contained transport system, heavy carry, very rugged system. It's nothing like it on the planet. So this gets actually, again, I think it's tomorrow, whenever we get the ad approved, we're launching this thing uh, this week. Nice, nice. Yeah, when I seen him, I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. The milk crate is exactly a good, it, it's a good uh, thing for it because it, it, but then it, the access from the side, I'm thinking, wow, like, you know, for use in the man cave or the, you know, whatever the case may be, right? And ammo would be a great thing. Your ammunition, your yeah. magazines, your your other things like that. You could stack those up and you would have bins, essentially, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, one of, and one of the biggest things is, you know, uh, being in the military deploying, you don't have a lot of space to take stuff with you, right? But they give you, they give you 100 pounds of stuff to take in an 80-pound bag and you're supposed to just go with it everywhere you go, right? So, the idea is... <laughs> that you can use this. And then the best part is it folds down to about three inches height. So when you don't need it, you can store them under your rack, um, put them in the back of the Humvee or, or whatever vehicle you're using. And then when you do need to move stuff, ammunition, supplies, gear, whatever the case may be, you can pop it open, use it, stack them up and access everything inside of it all at once. So it's, it's kind of a cool product. And the fact that it can pretty much, we haven't been able to put more weight in it than it can handle. We haven't found anything that weighs enough that will fit in it to, to collapse it and, and, and bust it up. So pretty much right. unless you're stacking gold bars in it, you're going to be fine. Well, and you're also dependent upon how much the average person is going to be able to pick up anyway. Right. right. I mean that yeah. we're not all, we're not all bodybuilders. So, <laughs> you know, that's going to be, that's going to be the issue. 200 pounds. If you've ever tried to pick up 200 pounds is a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, 80 pounds sacks of concrete. That's about it. That's about my max, quite honestly, <laughs> um, to, uh, to get a couple of, a uh, couple more things in from the, from the chat out there. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the interaction out there. We appreciate it. Uh, Zeus said the mag bank, uh, any, any chance we see OD green anytime soon? We have, we have it. In, it comes in tan as you know, uh, so it's black and tan. Right now, um, <clears throat> we're looking at another color, which is like training blue. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and uh, that's going to come out later this year. And the reason for that is we've had, you know, a couple police departments uh, say, hey, man, we'd, we'd love to carry this thing. But, you know, you know, we can't confuse this out, you know, so but it's if we had training obvious. blue, yeah, yeah it's got to be really uh, visually obvious. So we're going to have a, a training blue version coming out. You know, we have we've talked about OD Green. Um, glow in you know, the dark. Not, I'm just saying. Glow <laughs> maybe, yeah. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Right. But uh, you know, at the right. same time, if we had an order, you could probably, you know, you could probably hydro dip these things if you really, if you really, you know, really wanted to do, you know, get green. We could probably do that for you. Yeah. Uh, or you know, there's always spray paint or Cerakote, or if people yeah. do that to their magazines anyway, right? Like. Seriously, anybody out there in the chat or listening in a replay, there's comments down below. Uh, have you ever spray painted a magazine? I know mm -hmm. I have. So you know, just get you some painter's tape and go to town, right? Um, now, when we were talking about shows, you were talking about shows you went to, Snob, uh, Gun Snob out there. He says, uh, are you guys going to the NRA show in Ram? So I missed him at shot. Uh, I think it'd be neat to see one in, uh, in person. Um, one of the perks of in Ram, if you don't know, uh, is you can sell at that show. Uh, and then before you you reply to that or comment on that, let me just mention, I don't know if you've ever been to the largest gun show in the world that happens twice a year in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, but that could be another way to get a lot of product in front of uh, 
folks and be able to sell at the same time, which is a big perk. You can't really do that at shot. Right. Uh, we, we are not at NRAM. I, you know, honestly, we're, we're so new. Uh, so we, we haven't actually signed up for anything, but uh, right. I don't know. NRAM's coming up in the spring, right? NRAM is in uh, April. It's April. NRAM's yeah. In, NRAM's in April. Yeah. And then you'll have USCCA later in the year. Just so you know, I think over maybe in October, you've got that going on too. And you can, you can sell at USCCA as well. Okay. We'll look at that. We probably missed the, uh, the NRAM deadline, but we'll take a look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then uh, pretty good one, I guess. This was one of the very first questions to, to, to pop in there. Thanks for it. Uh, G23. Uh, I'll let uh, Jerry and, and Jared both, uh, they may have different answers to this, but he says, if uh, you guys could go back and change anything, what would it be and why? So that's a good one. Mm. Uh, you've talked about some of the hurdles with product development and some of the other things. Anything come to mind? So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the first thing. I'll let Jerry think of his answer. Probably the most frustrating thing to me um, about Obviously, Jerry hired me on as, as CEO to handle manage operations. I've kind of because it's just the two of us are kind of become the de facto social media manager, which is, you know, not really what I want to do. But, you know, a job needs to be done. Somebody's got to do it. Right. Um, I think that. If I could go back, I probably would have done a little bit more research into how to. Um, how to advertise on Facebook properly. Um, right. And that's not because we screwed up or anything like that. It's because this product, the way Facebook looks at it, it's a gun accessory, right? Mm -hmm. Which they don't approve ads for gun accessories. And so right. while I was, while I was, you know, dealing with that, I mean, I probably spent a good two weeks of headache trying to get a hold of somebody at Facebook um, to approve my ad because they kept denying it because they, they called it a, you know, a weapon, a firearm, a firearm, accessory, right. right. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking like, how the hell does anybody who runs an actual firearms business or ammunition business get any advertising done? Because everything's done through social media now, you, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're buying an, you can afford to buy an ad in the Super Bowl, your, your ad on TV is probably not going to get seen. So it's got to be done through social media. Right. Um, and I think that had I been able to um, figure that out smoother and quicker and kind of did a little bit more research and to figure out what I needed to do, um, I could have avoided a lot of headache coming on. So, it, you know, if anybody out there is trying to start a small business that's anywhere near this industry, um, do your research before you start trying to advertise because it'll cost you a lot of time and money trying to figure this out. And Jerry, you know, he heard my phone calls and got my text message every day. What the hell? Is, I don't understand why they want to prove this. Right. Um, so it, right. it was a difficult learning experience for me. Um, you know, hopefully we've got it figured out now. I think I've kind of got a handle on it. Um, but yeah, th that would probably be, and I know that's not a significant change to the product, but you know, I know people are interested in, in business because everybody's got ideas and they want to come out with business. And I can tell you that's, that was one of the struggles for me trying to figure it out as, as we kind of got going in this business. Right. Uh, Jerry, you got something different or? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for the product itself, you know, again, we, this was a very long process and uh, just constant perfection, all these little bitty details on the, on the mag, a lot of interaction with the public military guys, all that. So I feel very comfortable in the mag itself. It was a long process to get there. I would say the one thing, and you, you did mention it earlier in the show, darn it. You know, we, we put those led lights, you know, upside down. <laughs> so, uh, but I like to say that's just one way to distinguish this from a real mag. So that's, right. that's there my you excuse. Go. 
There you right. go. Or as, or as Bob Ross would call it, it's a happy mistake or whatever. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we'll go with that. Um, so, yeah, for those that, that um, uh, want to check out all that stuff, obviously, outstandards.com. And there'll be there'll be links if you're too lazy to go to the Google or up in the little bar and, uh, and type that in. But uh, for each of you, I want to give you just a couple of minutes. Um, you know, where can people reach out? You know, if they have questions, social media, as Jared talked about. Uh, or anything that we need to talk about before we uh, get out of here, whoever wants to start that off. Uh, take so, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. So first of all, again, I just want to thank you for having us on. It's, it's been a great, you know, we've been on for over an hour. It's, it's been a great experience. But what I'll tell you is this is uh, if you need to reach us, you can you can find us on our website. We're on Outstandards LLC for Instagram and Facebook. Those are our two social media outlets. Um, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's going to be me or me responding to you when I can't get to it. Jerry, Jerry jumps in. Um, but I, the last thing I kind of want to tell your viewers uh, is we, we just got set up with GovX yesterday. Um, so if, if you go and, and make a purchase in your military, law enforcement, first responder, teachers, government workers, anybody that falls into that category, um, you can utilize a discount. That was kind of an, obviously me being wow, nice. former military. It's important for us to make sure that, that, you know, our military guys and our veterans and everybody that, that kind of helps us and serves our community. Uh, we take care of them any way we can. So it, right. I can tell you being a young Marine man, that, that military discount made a huge difference. In a, in a lot of cases, it was the only reason I was able to purchase something when I wasn't making very much money. So obviously that was an important thing for us to make sure that we got. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out there to everybody as we do offer a discount. If you, if you go in there and buy it, you should, be, I should have no issues. But if you do, please reach out to us, send, send us an email. Uh, all our contact information is on the website, our emails and everything. And you get a hold of us and usually we're pretty quick to respond. It's pretty rare that we're not immediate responses on something. There's a speaking of the uh, speaking of the the phrase you hear all the time. Uh, there's our buddy Kyle out there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, uh, jump in here. Final final thoughts. Anything yeah, else we you. need to uh, get out there? <clears throat> I just want to say I like this Kyle guy and I like this Zeus guy, man. We got to send him some bags, man. We've got a lot of veterans. We got a lot of veterans and and uh, stuff out there in the chat. I, I couldn't tell you exactly who all is or isn't, but I know that there's a lot out there. I think Kyle is Marine. I think. Oh, very nice. Uh, Chris, I just want to thank you again for the opportunity. First of all, it's nice yeah. to meet you at the show and, uh, you know, look forward to meeting again in person. But thanks for having us on this, the, giving us this opportunity. I just want to say one thing. I want to uh, kind of follow up with what Jared said earlier. Um, our company, what we want to be is, you know, the company that every year at SHOT Show, people walk up and say, we're going to go down to the Outstanders booth and see what the hell these like crazy guys came up with this year. Right. Um, you know, we want to have those products that no one else has that are very unique, that but but fill a critical gap. And that's what we're looking for. So we we're work, as Jared said, we're working on a couple of things now. Definitely going to be ready and available and, and ready for the show next year. But they'll probably be for sale even by this fall. Some, some cool stuff. And we're going to keep going, man. And uh, so we appreciate, you know, the support of everyone out there and support of the people who actually purchase these things. And yeah, definitely go to the website and buy some if you haven't yet. And uh, but we'd like to work with you. And let me take it one step further. You know, it's Jared at Outstandards.com or Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D at Outstandards.com. Just send us an email directly. Uh, you're looking at the two guys and we'll, we'll, we'll get right back to you right away. Second thing is response time. We're very proud 
our Shopify response time, we are less than 24 minutes. When you put an order in, man, we're like, it's, it's going out the door and uh, we are, we are really, really fast. So our, we're committed to keeping our response time less than an hour on Shopify on our website. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, gentlemen, again, thanks for the uh, hour and some change here. Uh, having the conversation, we appreciate it. As we move forward, when those new products, those innovative things come out, you're welcome to come back in and, and we'll have another conversation about uh, those things. Awesome. That would be great. That'd be great. Thank you. All righty. So just uh, want to say again that this has been powered by MTM Case Guard. So go check those guys out. Uh, MTMCase-Guard.com for all types of uh, plastic things from Good Lord, storage solutions to, to shooting tables and all kinds of cool stuff they've got over there. I want to say thanks to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, those that super chat, those that super thanks, those that shop the swag over at clovertech.com slash shop. Uh, and uh, yeah, go check out our guests and all the uh, cool stuff they've got now and they will have in the future, outstandards.com. Tomorrow we're going to have, um, who do we have tomorrow lined up on the podcast? We have... Jake, Mr. Jake with Zephyr Wellness, uh, Noggin Notes podcast, and Walk the Talk America. Going to be talking mental health, something a little different, but something that is very, very important. So uh, if you have a chance to join us live for that one, please do so. Uh, or if you're in replay, hit up the podcast world again and uh, pull that episode up uh, sometimes in the next few days. It's going to do it for this one. Until next time, don't forget to change our freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out CloverTac.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the CloverTac Podcast. <laughs>